Jump right in. Keep on dreaming, keep on leading, and keep on fighting. I am fighting for the liberation of voices with something to say. Like many before me, for glory, you'll have to stand in harm's way. I'm no savior, just a soldier, soldier with an order. Boom. 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 That could have used a, a, a fade out. It could have. But that's I a big welcome back <laughs> yes. to the file drawer, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our intro for the week. No mouth sounds from Eric. No mouth sounds. We'll bring it back next week, maybe. No mouth did, sounds. Did, did you hear that? Sounds like a third person. Let's not. Let's. let's that's a secret. Right oh, okay. Now. Secret. That's a secret. Okay, never mind. There's no third person here. Are you guys just going to talk about me like I'm not here? <laughs> just a secret. <laughs> Yes. First, I want to talk about this amazing song. Oh, yes. I forgot. That's why we we started with this. this is, uh, I've been playing this song on wow. repeat many, many times. Now, some people don't... Uh, again, CeeLo, I think he's got some trouble really That's recently. That's who it is. But it's uh, The Goody Mob. It's, it's, it's been out a couple years, but it was one of their first songs when they got back together. Hmm. The Goody Mob is one of my favorite groups from when I was a child. One of your favorite mobs. And I just want to say... <laughs> I just want to say... Listen to, listen to those lyrics. I am fighting for the liberation of voices with something to say. Like many before me, for, for glory, you have to stand in harm's way. It sounds better when you sing it. <laughs> I'm no saver, just a soldier. A soldier with an order. I have no choice but to try. <laughs> Gosh, I love that song. So you've been listening to it on repeat? I've listened to that song on repeat many times. Listen to the whole thing. It fires you up. There's a cool video online. Everybody should check out on YouTube. It's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the file drawer. I can imagine you waking up to that song. like that's Brushing his teeth. Brushing your teeth. Taking a shower, kind of head bobbing. Going to the bathroom, <laughs> making some breakfast, like all with that song as just the backdrop of your life. I would make my browns do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Everything. Uh, Is that a breakfast food? <laughs> so this It was the... at one time. <laughs> so... What time is that? Uh, he's talking about pooping. Right. Okay. So this is the file drawer <laughs> this is with the Sam and Eric. Yes. And uh, special, special guest. guest. Special guest, Miss Emily Warren. Emily Warren, who, who are you? Hello. Oh, God. <laughs> That's my podcast voice. <laughs> I am. You a... sound like Dana. <laughs> yeah, Dana. Dana. I had our, a first, voice. our first guest. Yes, the special voice. <laughs> Something about putting a mic in front of uh, the women. Just <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, so who are you? Go on, darling. Okay. Okay. So I am a social psychology PhD student. Is that how you identify? Yeah, yourself? That's, about, that's exactly what I was about to say. What's oh, up? Uh, it's fine. I'm just, yeah. Is that like? Your that identity? Is, is that your identity? No. Um, it's comprised of many things, but mm, so right now... you're a complex now, individual. I, I, my self-complexity is great. And, okay. <laughs> which Sam Sperlin can attest to because he is my boyfriend. Indeed I am. 
Um, okay. I'm sorry you are ranked lower than PhD student in my current That's identity fine. profile. Um, Everybody, I, this is a professional podcast. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're very professional. We're not talking about personal lives. No, I am no a, not at all. Only no, high no, quality scholarly discourse. No personal life, so that's wonderful yeah, for exactly. me. <laughs> yeah. I am a student with all y'all. Indeed, but you're old. Are you from the South? Uh, yeah, y'all was like, I was like, oh, reminiscent. No, she, that, was not like a, that? that was not an authentic y'all. Okay. No, I, I practiced a lot before I got here. Um, so I am a... Five foot six, blonde, buxom, okay. young lass, and I'm really happy to be here with you guys. Mm. I also do improv with you, Eric. Okay. I don't know if you know that. I don't. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to get into any of that. No. I'm uncomfortable. Now. That's for the other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. am your friends. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. We're just going to keep sitting here in silence, staring at you, and see, see what, what else saying. you can yeah. uncover. Okay. No. Okay, but so, so yes, you are a PhD student with us, but you are in the social psychology program. Dum, dum, dum. You are like a ninth year or something like that. Tenth year? You haven't graduated yet? Uh, I know. No, I haven't graduated yet. You should. I would make you call me doctor if I did. <laughs> Good point. I am in my fifth year. Okay. Super senior. No, doesn't really I work think that it's way. actually under <laughs> no. average. I know it doesn't. It doesn't work that way in yeah. grad school. But super senior, yes. Yeah, okay. I cool. I spent a year abroad. Doing no, what? <laughs> She's lying. Where'd you go? I spent a year as a woman. Get okay. it? What abroad? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I wish I had my sound effects to give a whomp, whomp, yeah. Whomp. Me too. That was classic dad joke right there. Yeah. Thanks. I'm a dad in training. Yeah. Uh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, you've got like blue jeans on. You've got a whole like blue jeans and also a blue blue jean uh, top as well. And just my dad wears those. <laughs> <laughs> top two. It's Canadian a up. Canadian it's a tuxedos. Up. Full denim. Denim on denim. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's awesome. It's not allowed to leave the house well, like that. <laughs> uh, that's a great look, and we're going to be sure that he listens to this since his beautiful daughter is on it. And do you have anything to say to your father and his denim on denim ways? Daddy, I always think you look great. <laughs> okay. Don't let mom hold you down in terms of your what you want to wear. Although, she does have a point about men in sandals. What's her point? It should never happen. <laughs> you know what? I don't like, you know, about sandals or are you or talking about flip flop type joints? Between, Either. Wait, you just don't want to see toes? I don't want to see, see, see a grown man's it gets, feet. <laughs> it gets hot, like in California and Florida. Yeah. What does it do at the beach? I, you know, I do. Are, like boots at the beach? <laughs> I do. I do think the, that the sandals that cover the full foot type thing, like the whole like Jesus, <laughs> Jesus sandals, <laughs> like, you know, I'm saying the big strap, like around the ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those are weird. I used to, I used to rock a of pair course, of those of course. in middle school. I believe it. Are you serious? I believe they were, they I, were, uh, I think they were Doc Martin brand and they were so they're like really nice. They were heavy as hell though. I was like, yeah, two, they like, were sandals. Yeah, so, they were sandals. They were like two like cinder blocks attached to my feet. Wear shoes, bro. You're almost wearing, they're almost <laughs> yeah, shoes. They're basically They're shoes. <laughs> Well, yeah, but the shoes that your toes shoes breathe. On. Your toes breathe a little He's bit. He's like, I'm in transition. My <laughs> wife forbade me to wear sandals, so now I'm making the transition. I'm just, I'm just learning a lot about your dislike for feet. I uh, wasn't aware of that. Okay, not to get weird. <laughs> no, we're done. We're done. <laughs> All right, tell, we're done. Let's, let's, let's refocus. So tell us okay. about yes. school, okay. your experience in school. Um, 
grad life, perhaps, what you're studying, what you're interested in, projects. Projects. <laughs> Tell us about your life yeah. growing up in the projects. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever. Yeah. Give sure. us give us the rundown. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all about you. It's all about you. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come here every week. <laughs> well, it would stop being all about you at that point. But <laughs> oh. for today, for today, policy. it's all about you. Yeah. I. Do <laughs> you want us to walk you through this it? This is a first. One, one question at a time. Like, what? I, um, what do you study? I am studying social psychology. And specifically, I decided to stay at CGU because we are known for applied psychology which is very different than other traditional psychology programs, which usually has a huge focus on clinical. And I thought that I would end up, you know, being a clinician in undergrad. Mm. I love topics relating to abnormal psychology, even though I don't think it should ever be called abnormal psychology. <laughs> Things have got weird. called Messed up psychology. Awesome. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, we're special folks. And there's just a lot to learn from us. I don't know. I'm, I'm identifying. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. And so I learned. I quickly learned after college that a big trend that I was seeing doing sort of clinical internships was, let's say I had five patients come in talking about kind of all different problems that were unique to that individual. However, I would see a kind of a greater, a next level up kind of more system-wide problem, such as something going on in the educational system or something going on in the family system Mm -hmm. or something going on in the much wider kind of uh, societal system, you know, something like body image or whatnot for, for women. So that, that was a common top, a common topic. I worked a lot with eating disorder uh, patients and anxiety patients. So what I got really interested in was even though it's so great to get to know these people individually and help them work through through their issues, I want to attack that more societal level problem. Mm. So then it can have some sort of hopefully have uh, have an impact on individuals. But let's kind of solve that. It's almost more of an underlying problem, even though I keep raising my hands above my head to no, indicate no one can see the societal yeah. level. Yeah. I'm just flapping my arms all around. Like a bird. <laughs> and there That's, she goes, into the sky. So was it, was it kind of a, an urge as well to help more people? More. Because one-on-one, like you said, it's great to get on that right. individual uh, relationship level, but not scalable. And despite what you may think, Sam Sperlin, despite my love for talking, hmm. which is essentially you know, a big job requirement of a therapist. I would say, isn't it more listening? I thought it was listening. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing you're not a therapist, I guess. You have a... A A few. I avoided that one. That's something I didn't realize, that you did clinical internships. So you've actually done that, had that experience. Um, So obviously you talked about that you want to have a larger impact. But what was your experience in that process? Like, um, did did you deal with, like, difficult cases or... Like, did you get emotionally involved? Did you, I mean, tell me about that. I'm, I'm just curious. I have realized over the past couple of years that I am an incredibly empathetic person to, to the point where it's sometimes embarrassing when I'll just start crying if someone is telling me how their day went. Um, 
And it was really hard, I think, to kind of separate myself from that person's problem. Mm -hmm. And I think a big thing with therapy is the ability to not take personally or internalize the fact that you can only do so much for someone. So dealing with very extreme cases, Mm -hmm. it was, I almost felt like every time I came home or I, I left just kind of a piece of myself there Mm. because, and by the time I knew that if I were to continue in this way, I just wouldn't have anything left Mm. for myself or for, or a lover (laughs) like Sam Sperlin, um, or a family or whatever. But, and this is just kind of, I don't think necessarily, it's wise to kind of look at your decisions as, Oh, I definitely made the right choice. I mean, I probably could have developed that capacity, you know, with proper training. But yes, at the time, as a 22-year-old, I didn't know how to kind of distinguish, okay, this is, I always kind of have to have this boundary. I can still be empathetic. I can still take perspective, but you don't have to take it on. And I think taking on others' issues is something that I still struggle with. So yeah. it probably would have been, let's say, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. It's, it's kind of like the life of a rock star, you know? You're really great and you're super hot for like five years, but then you look like hell. That's what I would have been. <laughs> that would have been you. So, I would have been like Keith Richards. He's still kicking though. I know. I have no idea how. He's basically embalmed himself with hard drugs. Yeah. Ah. He's probably immortal now. That's the secret to life That's is hilarious. a lot of drugs. Yeah. That's like, oh. You so, know, um, go ahead. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, I'm always curious about stuff like that because um, I remember, like, I used to do like career uh, coaching type stuff. I used to cool. work in a career center at UWF, and I remember one person came in, and this person was in the grad program in the uh, clinical psychology master's program, I think that they have there, and she came in, and I felt like I was becoming a counselor. I mean, she was talking about like she doesn't, she feels like she made a mistake about it, and kind of some of those issues, like it's so hard and stuff. And she started bawling, and I'm like. <laughs> you know yeah. and I was like oh man you know so it's I mean I, that uh, good for people that do that but right it's not to put this at the same level as therapy but I had almost that same experience with my mom when I was uh, teaching before mm. I came to grad school mm. and I was coming to the realization oh, that yeah. I felt like I had made a, a mistake mm. with choosing to be a teacher yeah. and I was in the middle of a really just really tough uh, emergency long term subbing job and absolutely burnt out. So I called in, uh, called in sick one day, and my mom and I went out to breakfast. And I, that, like, I broke down. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this yeah. anymore. Right. Yeah. And I, at that point, I had like found Claremont, and I was like thinking about applying. And I think I went home that day and like wrote my application to come here. Um, that's a, I mean, that's a feeling like you made the wrong career choice. It can yeah. be. Uh, Tough thing. What was the most difficult thing um, about teaching? Uh, and the one the, with some looking back in retrospect now, I realize that my situation was pretty atypical in a couple of different places. One being when I graduated from undergrad, it was in the midst of the you know Great Recession. Yeah. No teaching jobs anywhere. Yeah. Really demoralizing time to try to find a job. Uh, didn't find a job that yeah. first summer, that first fall. Started subbing. I mean, subbing will sap your. Yeah, I got will you. And, to, you were, and you were trying to do. I wanted to be a real teacher. I was a good student teacher. I would have been a great teacher. And I couldn't, 
find a full-time job to do that. Yeah. And, and that ended up working out because that's when I started my website. That's when I learned about positive psychology eventually. Um, but then I did get a long-term subbing job, but there was no support at all for me. Like I literally yeah. came in one day thinking it was a normal subbing job. And then they asked me to come back the next day, which is fine. Like sometimes that happens. Like, you know, the teacher's really sick. Then they say, oh, actually, can you come back for a week? You know, we need you for a week. At that point, it's like, wow, okay. I, yeah, I can do that. But at that, there's no plans for me or anything. I was basically flying by the seat of my pants every day. And then it eventually turned into finish off the semester. And then it was start the next semester and go for two and a half months uh, with basically no support from the teacher that I was taking over because she was having a medical emergency. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, it was just not a not a prime situation right. for first year teacher. Yeah. And there were other things at play there and, and realizing that basically the, the typical day for a teacher, just from the beginning, how you start your day to what you end your day, there would, there would be no possible ideal teaching day that would line up with how I would ideally like to spend my day working. Yeah which was a matter of you know, writing and reading and, and teaching possibly part of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there, I, guess I yeah, came to a lot of realizations, felt like I wasted four years. But yeah. in retrospect, also know that going through student teaching and teaching as much as I did was super helpful for grad school in terms right. of being comfortable talking yeah. in front of people and stuff. But, and yeah, it's definitely anyway. not a waste. No, yeah, no I don't think it's a waste anymore. But in the moment, you can feel like it's a waste. Yeah. That's, you know, and actually, in talking to people, Doing the coaching stuff, you know, the, yeah. the quick whatever. And again, I was, you know, I was a GA, so I'm not saying I was an expert mm -hmm. career coach or whatever, but one thing that people kind of always said, who I listened to and what I would always try to convey to people, is like most degrees aren't this like one-to-one -one thing. Mm -hmm. Like exactly. you get a degree in this, you have to do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's a lot of times that's the way people feel. Right. Um, but like just the general premise of going to school or the school experience, your degree, a mixed bag of things provide you with so many different skills that will allow you to yeah. do a lot of different things in life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I still feel that way. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I still yeah. feel that way. Oh, my gosh. I feel that way, you know. Well, and even, too, just looking at all of our colleagues who graduate with degrees that we're getting, yeah. everybody's doing really different things. Right. Different things, yeah. yeah. And I wish, I guess, that, that would be the one thing that I would want to impress upon people that are in their early 20s and feeling like you have to, those decisions are going to have constant implications or ramifications for the rest of your career even when you get locked down into something such as a phd which typically people would assume okay that's you're you're locked in there you there's we have a lot more room to play and vary than people think and it, and it feels yeah. wrong in yeah. a way to kind of oh well once i've made these decisions to start asking those questions and it doesn't mean, oh, I have to just completely abandon what I'm doing right now, you know, unless it's a terrible situation. But um, there's, I feel like there's just, just an enormous pressure to have those decisions made when you're out of college and that yeah. first job you take or the first couple jobs you take because you feel like, well, this will determine the rest of my yeah. career path. I think, and certainly there's differences in, in, among people. Like some people want to have that. Exactly. I, but I can't imagine... Being like, like, I don't think that way. Like, even now when people say, right. what, what exactly do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. What yeah. variety? Yeah. So I say, seek variety. Yeah. Play around. See. Like, I've, I've said this, and it probably should or will evolve as I, as I get older. But I just look for different experiences that allow me to 
learn more. Yeah, build right. skills. Build skills. Build skills. That's it, what actually matters. Yeah. And someone someone said this to me. He was like, yeah, these things are just – imagine – I'm saying this totally wrong, but uh, um, think of it as like a toolbox and you're just exactly. getting new tools. Well, let me figure out how this works. Yeah. Throw it in the box. Figure out how this works. Throw, you know, throw it in the box. And it's just – so you prefer a box over a tool belt? <laughs> that is what we're saying. I actually now, now uh, no pun intended at all. I just recently bought a tool bag <laughs> uh, because my toolbox was terrible. So, so uh, I, uh, literally, I, I'm sorry. But I, in back to what you were saying in terms of that variety, I honestly feel like my PhD experience has been relatively focused skill building. As opposed to, I am here to study one thing. And I often feel like an outsider, perhaps, in terms of when I compare myself just unavoidably to peers in terms of developing this expertise. On the one hand, yes, you don't want to be overly scattered, but that's really the the some of the greatest value I've gotten out of this program is, holy... Holy moly. Well <laughs> done. That's what I say to myself. <laughs> um, what an array of skills I have that I can use to solve problems with a psychology origin. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, mean, that's, I also wear a tool belt. You're, so you've got a tool bag. we got a tool belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like a tool crate <laughs> or a tool bucket. Actually, my dad has a tool bucket. Now, that's, that's actually super. Forgive my gender stereotypes, but that's manly as hell. A tool bucket? Like yeah. a, a five-gallon bucket? <laughs> I like that. Uh, sure. Well, because the nice thing is you can carry around your tools, but if you really need to put some water in something, you got a, you got a bucket right there. Uh, multi, multi-use. Multi-use, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, I mean... It's easy. This is an old hat in the uh, org psychology world, but I mean, the nature of careers are, are changing. And exactly, they are exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. Forty, you know, forty years know ago, coming out of college with a degree meant something different than it does now. Yeah. And there's just a lot more acceptance of changing jobs and changing roles. So. Do you guys think that your education prior to now prepared you for? being able to just kind of digest what that actually means. I think the, our educational system is doing a terrible job of preparing people for that, for the most part. Uh, I feel like, and I, I don't want to paint myself in a super great light. I think some people are able to make the best of it, but I don't think public schools and actually having been on the inside of one as a teacher right. is are preparing students for that sort of reality. We, I mean, look at how schools have evolved or not evolved since industrialization. They're exactly the same almost. Bells ringing every hour, very cut and dry assignments. You know, obviously I'm general, overgeneralizing, but for the most part, I don't think people, students are being prepared for a world of creative knowledge work. Yeah. And it's pretty... Sorry, you, you go ahead, Eric. Oh, you go ahead. I was just going to say it's ridiculously paradoxical in that if you think of education as, in terms of the content, very cutting edge in a way and kind of on the forefront, you know, this, what we're teaching the next generation should be the kind of newest and most advanced knowledge, yet the way that the institution is run, our school being one of them, it's completely, it's super old school. Yeah, I mean, and I guess I was thinking more about high school and younger. Right. I think, I think I'm getting good experiences out of CGU, especially with all the applied projects that we have. Yes. 
those have been great. Uh, Just as an aside, in my head, and I didn't say this, now that I actually work for CGU, that's where I was saying that comment from in terms of Uh. kind of how the operations of the school work in terms of how decisions are made and things get done. It's still like a maze. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, universities, the higher education as an organization, right. Uh, literally an institution as we learned from org theory. Um, right. Just, well, eventually, hopefully, maybe, maybe not, will change with just the way that work, the way that people learn is changing yeah. over time. But I don't, I don't know if I see that happening. No, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, you, have, you see different types of ways to learn. Yeah. Um, going out, like, all these schools are now offering free online education. I must like, say, right. everybody right now is kind of assuming that the future of higher education is going to be some sort of online yeah. type thing. Wow. I think but, a hybrid of the two. It'll be a hybrid yeah. of, yeah, I think some classes I took in undergrad, I could have easily taken online yeah. and would have been fine. But there is an element that you get. By being in in it, I also think there's an issue with. um, I mean, no offense, I know I'm in a PhD program, um, but the the whole people tend to, I think, over um, tend to hold like universities and stuff at this higher level than it needs to be. I mean, I I think trade schools are just as important. I mean, um, I think skills, I mean, anything that sort of teaches people skills. We need a lot of different types of people in the world, we need a lot of different. um, Task being, I'm not really articulating right. articulate myself well, but it's not just about a university education. That's not, that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about also when I say education. Just, mm-hmm. I want people to be able to learn how to do things, go after their own interests, and also t- the most important thing for me is just be able to think more critically about things. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I totally agree with that, and I had a thought on the tip of my tongue, and then I lost it, oh, and now I'm going to keep talking until it comes back to me. Oh, I think I see it. Tip of the oh. tongue. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember. Other than I spent, I have many moments. Oh, thank you. You gave it back to me. Yeah. Uh, where I wish I knew a trade, and I wish yeah. I had gone to trade school sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, that was all I had. I wish I knew how to ice fish, build a house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. uh, what else have we talked about that we don't, don't know, know anything about? Yeah. Uh, those are the two main things I think. Man, I would like to. Man, every time I watch a Home Depot commercial, yeah. It just makes me feel like such a lazy piece of <laughs> crud. Crud. Because mm. I'm just sitting on the couch, and then this Home Depot commercial, and the guy with the Home Depot voice comes on, and people, <laughs> or homeowners, are having ideas, and they're like, you know what? We're going to do it ourselves. We're going to Home Depot. And like they're buying all the things they need, and they're getting their hands dirty, and they're painting things, yeah. and like their, their relationship is somehow better for it in the end. And I'm just sitting there like, man... My thermostat's broken. I gotta call my landlord. Yeah. Well, we also <laughs> are not. We are not homeowners. Are you, are you, so. are you, did Home Depot, Depot just pay you for that? Yeah. Did no. Because are you getting? The, are you getting no. a? It makes me mad. Hold I just. On. Where's our cut? It makes me feel like I have zero do-it-yourself skills. Yeah. yeah. My my mom was the leading force on this major house uh, renovation we did many years ago that involved oh, I was tearing down. Oh no! You yeah, you saw one. That was a different one. Oh. This involved tearing out walls, building three dormers off the front of our house, building a wraparound porch. What's a dormer? A dormer is like a window that kind of comes out of the roof. Okay, that's my technical definition as okay. someone who doesn't know anything. Yeah, uh, picture that. But she has all like sorts of DIY dormer. skills, and yeah. I she really does do not. 
but I also haven't really had the opportunity to develop them. Yeah. I'm a, a huge believer in development and learning, and when I have the opportunity, I will learn how to do things. Yeah. But as of right now, I don't do a whole lot. <laughs> you can come to my house and do any sort of do-it-yourself project. All right, so I'll yeah. see what see what you have. Clean out some drains or something. I can handle that. Pour uh, some Drano down a drain. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> There was, a sexual, there was a sexual joke there that I did not take. I, I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> what this I'm, comes down to is I have a Home Depot fantasy. I'm getting a sense of that. So orange <laughs> orange apron, is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay. And a tool. And a tool uh, belt. And a tool. Wait, what did you get? A tool tote bag. A tool bag. A tool tote. Yeah, a tote bag? A tool tote. Yeah, that's a tool tote. We're calling no. it a tool tote. No. We have to call it a tool tote. No. A tote's just a bag. No. We just get the alliteration no, t- going. A tote, like, you have to have, you have to be a little sassy with the tote. Oh, yeah. Or like a, a little, little dog in there. Yeah, or you have to have like a miniature dog, like Paris Hilton. If it's a, if it's a, Put it in your tote. Your tools and, and a dog. You can't have like a little, little, have like a little hammer poking out of the top and carry around like a little sassy. An adorable little hammer. <laughs> <laughs> cute little thing. Uh, you both are offending me. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry. You have a man bag. Ve- you have a man bag. Is it? It's more. It's a tool. It's a tool bag. Yeah, tool, tool bag. Tool bag. Tool time. Uh, so now that we have introduced our our guest and yes. had a do you want to bring it rollicking conversation? A rollicking what? conversation. I guess we're talking about his tool bag. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask what uh, what has happened in the last week or so. A little update. We we seem to be doing like a little uh, an update section at the beginning of each episode. Uh, and I was wondering if if you guys have anything exciting have happened in your life. Eric's making a, a thinking face. That's uh, a brown making face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. And by the way, I get that language off of uh, actually again, a podcast I listen to. It's ridiculous. But it's called Your Mom's House. Yes. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. And it's probably offensive, though. So. All right, well, we'll make sure we have a show note. Uh, we'll have a no, link in the I show just... notes. I will put a link in the show notes. Maybe yeah. I won't. Maybe there won't be a link to that specific podcast, yeah. but you can go to the show notes, which are at the audio backslash episodes backslash 13. Awesome. You looked that up before. So I did not. I just knew. I just knew because the last time it was a fiasco and I had to look it up. Yeah. So Stumbling. I know we just said 12. Now we're on 13. Stumbling. That was a fiasco. Stumbling. I was listening to that. Did you? And I was driving right. and I almost got. Did you crash? She's did, you, did you crash? Like, ah, what is this fiasco going on? Our audio fiasco. Yeah. yeah. It's really dangerous. That sounds like a band name. Mm. Um, exciting name. things. Well, were you serious about not wanting to talk about improv? Because I don't want to push sensitive. Oh, let's talk about improv. It's fine. Our improv troupe uh, is if, up and running um, again. If you want to talk about it, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Are you guys doing a bit right now? I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, uh, Eric's, play, Eric's playing dismissive guy, and Whatever. you're you're playing okay. eager. And that's uh, making me want to push okay. the topic even more okay, because you, feel, you know how women work. If you feel like you need the to. more standoffish and aloof you are, okay. we're coming at you. <laughs> All right, okay. how it works. God. Eric, being such a jerk right now, okay. I love it. Okay. So yeah, so I, 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 I'll me, I'll mediate this. How's oh. how is improv? Did either of you have any improv experience before you started this improv group? No. Heck no. Heck no and no. All right. Why did you want to start doing improv then? I love comedy. And I've always wanted to get involved with things that are comedic, silly, funny, absurd. I love absurdity. Absurdity. Mm-hmm. 
And um, and actually, there's an improv group back when I was in Florida at UWF that I always kind of was like, oh, maybe I should try out. Try out. Or maybe, you know, I was considered mm-hmm. trying to join, but I always felt like, you know, it was a lot of undergrads, and I, I just kind of felt like it, you know. You don't want to be the old yeah, guy. Was, yeah. The old guy with no skills. Yeah. Ooh, I got skills. <laughs> I got skills. The old, guy, the, old, okay. the old guy with no experience. Don't eat your mic. Don't, <laughs> don't bite the mic. Um, so, yeah, coming here and then, uh, you know, talking to Susan mm-hmm. and a couple other people. I think Susan, uh, I think I think we kind of just talked about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it, people kind of slowly discovered, hey, a lot of other people have this interest, essentially. I mean... I think even before I knew Gia did it, I knew she kind of was interested. Then mm-hmm. I became aware that Susan liked that type of stuff, and then they ended up kind of getting together and actually planning and organizing it. Um, yeah, it was just a perfect time to do it. I think uh, mm-hmm. it's a great release from mm-hmm. the rest of everything. Like I think this podcast is same, same type of thing. We were just mm-hmm. talking about it, mm-hmm. but it, it became like a great release from the school, yeah, oh my gosh. everyday school thing. You know, yeah, such. I am without it. I think I would explode. I've always felt that I am a better person, peachy student, whatever, when I have some sort of creative outlet going as well. Even though I'm not directly doing my work while I'm in, while I'm doing that creative outlet, it somehow translates to just me doing a better job at my work. Mm-hmm. And I did a I did a community theater play here a couple years ago, and which was my first foray back into theater. I did a, since high school. Since high school, and you guys I did Spider Island, right? That's what it was called. Spider Island. Did you play a spider? Do you remember a line from there? I think I do actually. Um, it was, and you did not play a spider. I nope, know this because I, I saw played, you in it. Yes. Thank you. You he really pays paid attention. Yep. So I had had a falling out with theater in college. Um, I just kind of had like a, a you guys got in a fight. Yep. Okay. You should have seen the other guy. He be, beat me. Oh um, God. And, <laughs> and. So theater one, I lost, but it was my, I really actually beat myself because it was just more of a crisis of confidence than anything else. Mm-hmm. So I did not participate in theater whatsoever, um, even though I loved it and wanted to. So that was a really powerful experience. And then, of course, I'm friends with Susan as well. So as we were talking about these things, once it actually became a reality, I tried it for the first time with Susan with the girls that we did the play with. It was an all-female cast, which was actually totally oh, yeah. appropriate. I remember that. What girls did you do the play with? They but, were just people who had responded to this ad for the oh, community okay. theater. Yeah. Um, so gals from all around. And I was used to being acting with all women because I went to an all-girls school. Yeah. And that, it was actually, fun fact, that was my first female role at the age of 26 i make a great guy yeah and so anyway back to this whole improv (laughs) we both we're both like nodding what's wrong with it yeah 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 yeah, Yeah, you do you totally do we see that you know it's (laughs) okay the nature of work is changing you gotta be you gotta be fluid so back to why i did improv susan and i did it for a, a fundraiser for the group okay and i sucked yeah so much yes it was terrible and I realized on that day that having a theater background really does not confer any advantage to improv whatsoever mm-hmm. because 
even though, I mean, you're on stage and I'm comfortable around people, improv is, improv is basically the experience of comedic mindfulness in a way, because you have to be super present to what your partner is doing, what you guys are building together. And the more you stay kind of in your own mind about how the scene should go or what I should be saying, which is, can sometimes be something that happens in a play because there's a script and you have stage directions. And especially in the beginning, you're really focused on all those details. The more you stay in your own head, the more you're going to miss what's actually being created with your partner. So you really have to stay out of your own way and just present to what's going on. And I saw that, especially as someone who struggles with a lot of anxiety and, you know, I, I'm always in my own head. I thought this is incredibly hard and that means I have to do it because I think it'll just makes you a better person overall um improv skills is life skills baby oh <laughs> so and you guys said you we guys... get to be very just inappropriate and ridiculous with each other and who doesn't like that <laughs> so do you guys feel like you've gotten better at it you guys how long have you been doing it? like a year or so over a year I guess over maybe. Uh, well, from a neutral third party or semi-neutral third party, I think you guys are getting better. Oh I've been to gosh. been to your shows. And I do think so too. I think you guys have shown a lot of growth from the first one. We're making stronger drinks. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not drinking. So, I think with improv, the more I drink, there's an inverse relationship. The more I drink, the less funny I am. Other people, it's opposite, which I think might be more normal. But yeah, yeah. So Eric's drunk as a skunk and whoa, i'm whoa, whoa, i'm just whoa, whoa, <laughs> never whoa, never it's not true eric yeah. i've always thought you were fantastic yes you always make me laugh all right so sam do you have any interest oh, in uh, trying improv with us um yeah. not really no i don't i'm just not very funny I think you're very funny. So funny. <laughs> she came up to me the other day talking about some. I like listening to your podcast. Oh, Sam is just so funny on there. I was like, <laughs> is she, Emily? I know. But I, I started thinking about it and I was like, yeah, like I've often just bust out laughing. <laughs> yeah, that kind yeah. of like quick, uh, you know, that subtle humor. I've mm. busted out laughing because of right. things you've said. Well, maybe I'll think about it. Sam is definitely, I think you're starting to see this side of him, but you have an extremely silly side. Which I do, I do. That's why I've stayed with you. Doesn't often come out during <laughs> school times. Yeah, I mean, you get in certain mode at school, and yeah, yeah. And I think I have a reputation at school of being pretty serious and getting like lots of things done, and yeah. not really being actually a goof. Everyone thinks you're just a an idiot. I'm just yeah. a like, what I found, sex maniac. <laughs> no, okay. no, that's not what I was saying. I, I was about to say something with it. No, when I first saw you eat a whole box of pizza, I was like. <laughs> Yeah, let's get put, put away I'm, some pizza. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of boy. I just told you. Remember <laughs> yesterday? Yesterday, I bought a pizza and I own. I ate half of it, and you should get a hint of what I'm thinking here because I just said only yeah. about eating half a yeah. pizza. I was proud of myself. So I only ate half a pizza yesterday. Good job, babe. And then I came home today and I ate four pieces for a snack. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. At like four o'clock, four thirty. By the way, all this pizza talk is making me want some pizza. I want pizza so badly. <laughs> but it, right oh now. man, Eric's had a revelation that there's a lot of calories in yeah. pizza. By the way, what? so I, I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, 
And so I remember before the break, I think I talked about Pizza Hut and their new pizza drizzle that they do. Oh, yeah. I will never get that ever again. <gasps> what? Because that has to be so dis- of it. That is my childhood, but what is pizza drizzle? I don't know. Why, you know I have many laughs, but I, t- I have no idea why that made me laugh so hard. Um, yeah, explain to us pizza drizzle. What is this thought technology? <laughs> well, Pizza Hut came out. I guess Pizza Hut is trying to reinvent Invent itself. The itself, the the way pizza is presented. And good luck. But you know, pizza. people people by people, drizzling something on top of yeah, it. Yeah, people have always already changed the crust flavor, which they also do and all this stuff. So I guess they thought putting is, cheese in the crust. That's a that was putting a big cheese one. in the crust is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, doing like the little bites on the crust type of thing is a thing. Mm-hmm. I think in other countries they even put like hot dogs and stuff. <laughs> But they had this idea of uh, introducing a drizzle, where they have these different sauces that you can request. That you can. <laughs> my mouth is watering talking about. <laughs> um, he, he just um, drooled all um, over the microphone. Um, That's people, by the way, people probably think I'm like 500 pounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big boy. I ain't that big. I ain't that big. But anyway, um, so they have these flavor, flavors that you can get drizzled, you know, with a little bit of flavor on top of the pizza. Wait, so with but. It's, the, it's like a sauce. I, I understand it. So their in whole my, thing is just they just drizzle some sauce on top yeah, of it. In my mind, they do this. They, nobody can say it visually, they, they, but they go back and forth, up and oh, down, like almost like mountains. Oh, like, like a oh, toaster so strudel. Pe- yeah, like a strudel. And they yeah. probably show like a very just kind of culinary. Yeah. In reality, they just probably drench it. They just squirt that stuff on. Right. But so, but you get to choose your own. Yeah, you get yeah, that. Well, what was that your favorite kind? Make me feel. Uh, the only one I, I've tried, I think they have a honey sriracha mm. or sriracha, whatever. Sriracha, yeah. Uh, yeah. So my here's my follow up question. So Emily was obviously sponsored by Home Depot. You're obviously sponsored Sponsor. by Domino's. Pizza, pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Sorry. Get pizza your hut. Pizza Hut on. I'm sorry. Hut I'm a little Caesar's man. Five. So. Five. 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 Pizza Flavors hut. of drizzle. Oh, look at your mouth. I don't. Is that their commercial? <laughs> I, I, I hope not. That's terrible. <laughs> it's like Pizza Hut. Get your life right, son. Say, um, Eric will actually drizzle it for you. That's a part of the thing. <laughs> all right. All right. You order a, a, the pizza drizzle and they bring out Eric. <laughs> just no shirt on. Just shirtless. Oh. I swear. You're required to drizzle. Who, who wants to drizzle? <laughs> <laughs> by, the way, by the way, so this is turning into a podcast, the type of podcast that I also want to do. But this right here is not the type of podcast. This here uh, this is, is I thought we were an educational drawer. program. This is the file drawer. Yeah, oh, right. File drawer. We're yeah. talking about psychology right. and psychology things. I do well, have a... Uh, ta- oh, oh. There was a psychology... I, I just had a psychology comment Please, about, the, yes. about the pizza drizzle. Yes. Yes. How interesting is it that that simple act that has connotations of somehow being, ah, yes, it's from Italy, or, ah, yes, it's so classy. So can you're literally... Italian accent? I don't think that, I don't think that the, is that, that's the, is that what you think, is that what you think that, that they're, that's coming off? The same way that... Oh, the drizzle. Oh, Italy. A French, Italian accent. You guys both have the worst Italian accents I've ever heard. Oh, mamma mia. How are they, are you? Um, I have I have a thing we could talk about that's okay. not drizzle related. Yes, uh, ASMR. Oh yeah, my god! What, what is this? So what is this? ASMR. Sam. I want to talk about this. You don't have to get involved if you don't want to. I am a longtime ASMR user. I know, and it's just a very what is this? sensitive topic. So between yeah, Sam I want to right introduce now. it. I want to introduce it. Okay. So if you if if you were to watch somebody getting a head massage, would you? 
kind of be able to feel it on yourself or imagine what it would feel like and kind of get a warmth feeling in the back of your neck. If I watch someone getting a head yeah, massage. Yeah, getting like, yes. a, like a really nice head no, massage. I don't no, think so. I don't really? Think so. Okay. What about, Maybe. Have you, do you ever watch... You like know, a peeping Tom? Like, oh it's, no. <laughs> no. Again, but I mean, let's not talk about the podcast that we want. Okay. Let's just, uh, the follow It's a vicarious right. experience. So if Bob you, Ross. You ever watch Bob Ross paint? Yes, of okay. course. Did you ever get any feelings of just intense relaxation and like positive tingles. feelings? Yes, tingles. Because, watching him yes, paint? Tingles. By the way, yo, Van Dyke Brown, I think I was a color. Like All his colors, every time he said colors. Yes, yeah, a nice Van Dyke Brown. Look at this beautiful tree. Happy clouds. We don't want that tree. Lonely. I'm getting the tingles right now. Happy oh, clouds. Gonna do you know what, though? Where I think, I'm hiring you. I think that's, that's a combination of the sound of his voice, like the yeah. kind of that yeah. level of his voice. And uh, the scrapes of the paintbrush on the... Yes. Okay, he, this right. is ASMR. He, he used this is it. Paintbrushes and spatulas yeah. to make music on canvas. Right. Okay. So ASMR is this. There's a community of people on YouTube who will call themselves ASMR artists, and they basically make videos of sounds and audio recordings of these sounds that give you that feeling. And there's whole categories of sounds that are supposed to stimulate that feeling. So okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. This is so gonna be hard to do over things, a podcast. I don't know if I buy. I don't know if I buy into this. Okay, so when I was little, yeah. I think my babysitter was the original ASMR person. Okay. No. I was read to from the time I oh, yeah, can yeah, remember yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. up until about literally 16 years old. She became a family friend, and anytime she would come over, I would always just say, can you read to me? Okay. I would still be read to if I, if I could. And it was just the way that she, her voice was just so utterly soothing, and it's like, I could feel this wonderful, warm, tingly, like kind of in the back of my head and kind of, it would just kind of shiver down my Mm -hmm. body and I would just fall asleep. Best night's sleep ever. Yeah. So there's all these different categories of sounds that are said to produce those responses, like whispering or the sound of like the paintbrush. I watched somebody using a brush on a microphone for like 10 minutes the other day. That sound, the sound of a brush on a microphone. hmm. So it was weird, but it's, awesome. What it stands for is it's <laughs> I don't remember autonomic sensory meridian response. Wow! And we that sounds psychological. Show note. It sounds smart. Yeah, we'll put it in show notes. We'll put a couple show examples. Note, I don't know what the A actually stands for. Okay. I just came up with that. Okay. So it's basically this: your body's reaction to pleasing, relaxing sounds, hmm. kind of like my voice. So mm-hmm. if, I, if I begin to talk with my NPR voice, You're, yep, that's oh, happening now. This NPR voice, I'm feeling I, it. I just got it right now. We <laughs> both just felt it. Once upon a midnight dreary, I was super skeptical because I was reading an article about it, mm-hmm. and I know that she occasionally, I'm pointing at Emily at this point, will listen to, will go on YouTube and find videos of people whispering, and I make fun of her for I it. I have done that weird. in secret <laughs> because I did not want it revealed that oh, sometimes when I am falling asleep. You know, I will find these videos and I've been watching, I've been listening to them for about two years yeah. and I was mortified that you found them. And then in this article, there's a, there's a couple, there's a couple of videos that they use as examples. So I watched a couple and I think I got a, a hint of it. There's also this one of this Indian guy giving a head massage. It's the most incredible head massage I've ever seen. There's okay. places no. in, I think actually, I don't think it's Indian. I think it's Pakistani. But you go, that's a big, that's a big, I know, I know. I, <laughs> I am I know, very mad this. about 
this Indian man. <laughs> well, just because I want to go here. on a vacation yeah. and go to his little shop. His job is he gives head massages nice. only. Nice. I'm gonna put a show. I'll put it in the show notes. But watch this video, and that's why I asked you about whether you get that feeling when you mm. see other people get massage. Because I got it yeah. watching somebody else get a head massage. I got those well, tingles. You know, maybe I don't know because man, yeah. I haven't really. Well, maybe maybe really we'll watched. do. Maybe that's your homework for next time. We'll follow up yeah, as we'll to do, whether you got we'll some ASMR up. tingles. Yeah. Can I tell you why I'm ma'am? upset? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I'm saying that because you look like an old person. <laughs> oh God! Why are you? I'm up- no longer a miss. I'm a ma'am. <laughs> why? Are you, why are you upset, ma'am? I'm upset because I think ASMR is going to ruin my relationship mm. with my boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Now, because when I saw the way that Sam just looked at the beautiful Indian man or Pakistani <laughs> man, and how much just it was, Admiration. It was a very inti- it's a very intimate moment that yeah. you share with the person. I had to implement my own rule mm-hmm. without. Mind you, this is all in secrecy. Okay. In the dark of night, I had to say to myself, Emily, you're falling asleep next to your boyfriend. Not this old man. <laughs> no. And if you listen to these ASMR videos, you're not really with him. You're physically with him, but you're mentally elsewhere. Hmm. And I thought that it kind of took me out of that sort of present moment. And I was just happy you were asleep. Yeah. Whatever gets you to sleep. <laughs> just go to, to sleep. <laughs> to put it succinctly. Pop filter. That was the biggest pop. I hurt my own ears. <laughs> to put it succinctly. I did it again. The, the audience probably can't actually. I yeah. will be jealous if Sam turns to ASMR videos <laughs> for his relaxation needs yeah. instead of me. All I need is Baba. Yeah. That's his name, by the way. And I think that ASMR is going to end up ruining relationships yes. across America. How come, how come you get to use ASMR for two years and now I get one little toe in the water and now I'm mm. in trouble? Someone goes to their pastor. <laughs> I have an ASMR Wh- whispering, addiction. Whispering women are ruining my relationship. I have an ASMR addiction. <laughs> oh, I wanted to make one last point. One of the genres of ASMR is one that I was not getting into at all was mouth sounds. And it was just this woman going up close to this mic and going like this. By the, by the way, so I think I, I think that I like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we found your ASMR. I, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. But, um, but um, it is something that I noticed. Um, not necessarily NPR, but they have those really good mics that pick, yeah. pick up stuff. But when like Saturday Night Live makes fun of NPR, when they do like, uh, thank you. We're back with delicious dish, and they're talking like this, and they're not really smacking, but that mm. sound, I think they're really picking up on this sort of ASMR yeah, aspect yeah. of what all those uh, with all those uh, NPR episodes sound like. Because the mics pick up every they have, yeah. they have like you know hundred dollar mics or even thousand dollar mics probably more than hundred dollar mics yeah. broadcast mics yeah, and uh, and so it, it just picks up every little detail. Oh God, of, it's of happening again. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe maybe this Eric is... can record some videos that you can listen I, to Eric, as you go to sleep. I think you might be the next <laughs> ASMR sensation. Really? <laughs> can I be like Tayson Day from Chocolate Rain? And <laughs> yes, you don't yeah. remember that. Uh, well, some of these ASMR channels have thousands upon thousands of subscribers. Really? Yeah. So how do I do this? What? Oh, so can I tell you? <laughs> hold my on, favorites? hold on. By the by the way, in by next week I will have one ASMR video up. <laughs> Good. Um, do I have to record myself though? Or yeah. Can it just be sound? You can have one. Well, is it? Tell us about the ones you just do. Yeah, is someone it audio talking, or right? is it video? So the one that I usually my go to <laughs> is a super hot Russian lady. Hmm. Um, she I think uses the name Gentle Whispering. Okay. 
and she's a babe. Okay. Which is one of the reasons why I got a little, I don't know, I got, I got my, my, my feathers. They're just all a flutter. <laughs> so she does, she kind of brushes her hair because that's a nice sound. Oh, yeah. She has fantastic fingernails. And she will tap on things. I don't get it. She will whisper into your ear. I s- just look up her. You will waste an entire day just listening to ASMR okay. videos. Right. Did I mention she's I haven't, a babe? I haven't okay. gotten that invested. I literally yeah. just watched the videos that were in that article. Yeah. You watched but... one video too okay. many. Okay. 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 We'll and see. I'm going to personally write to her if she. I, I just really think this is going to be the new epidemic. Okay. Women are feeling that, or men are feeling that they have lost their significant other. Yeah. To a they video. are having an um, emotional or relaxation affair hmm. with an ASMR artist. How come some these people should uh, teach couples how, how to, to ASMR each other? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <It's been taken>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? So, so you're saying that you want me to like no, take a Bob Ross I, I was paintbrush thinking, and just paint. I was thinking over I you? just I was just sit in front of you and just brush my hair. This is this podcast is getting ridiculous. Uh, but there's, there's but there's some sort of psychology neuro, there. There's a neuroscience. I think it's mirror neurons. Okay. I think it's mirror neurons. Is that what, yeah, of course. We have so. yeah. competing theories. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no real research out about this phenomena, according there, to this there article. There is one article. Okay. Did you read it? The only reason why I know this, I'm sorry to challenge you. There oh. was a New York Times article. Oh, like a newspaper article. Newspaper article okay. in the summer. Okay. Of this past 2014. I'm talking about scholarly articles. So that's one of the criticisms of the movement. There's a lack of published studies. However... Some people are starting to actually do course, yeah. research on it because it could have implications, as particularly for addiction recovery. Mm. Um, the whole, that's mm. the direction that they kind of want to take it. If you ascribe to the theory, which is one of the reasons why this might work is because it's used by a lot of people that have insomnia. Yeah. So you know that with insomnia, it's caused by a hyperstate of arousal. And by listening to things like this constant, you know, kind of steady movements of the brush or the tapping, you are essentially focusing your attention onto this specific thing, much like someone who is meditating would. Exactly. And not getting caught up in, you know, the racing thoughts going on in your head. And I was thinking certainly there's studies about audio and its effect on stuff. I'm just not... So they, I mean, they're probably going to do fMRI studies. Yeah. You know, I think it's actually going to be pretty exciting to see what they do. Yeah. But uh, I, but a, Sam's theory of mirror neurons is probably correct. I mean, I don't know a lot about mirror well. neurons, but I know they're basically there have been studies that have shown when you watch somebody else pick something up, right. the neurons that you would be using to pick something up also fire. Yeah. Things like that. Um, if you ever, this is not talking about ASMR, but it, talking about audio sounds and stimulating stuff or whatever have you guys heard of the app focus at will it's also a website. i've heard of it yeah yeah so like it's supposed to be like this audio set up to help induce a certain state of mind um and they have one i take drugs for that I, I think they yeah i think they, <laughs> i think they do a couple of different ones i think they 
done studies on a couple of them. I'm super skeptical. Isn't it like something called like binaural know. beats or binaural something? Binaural beats or yeah. something. Like I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. It's all but, I think everything should be studied. So uh, I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I think know. it should be. Well, right. while we were in the coffee shop this morning working, I was I had a thing going on in the background that was rain because yeah. I find that calming and it helps drown out yeah. other people talking mm-hmm. even while I'm listening to music. Yeah. So. Do you listen to stuff in the background while I'm trying to have a conversation with you? Just like, you know, kind of drown me out? Yes. Got it. The thoughts in my brain. So, Eric, just to wrap up this topic. Yes. And your also wrap up the, the show for the most part. We're at roughly an hour. We started with music and we're ending with music. Yeah. So I think it's No, cool. nice. It's circular. Close Eric, that loop. Yeah. Eric's assignment is to perform a psychology experiment, which Ooh, is <laughs> you are going to listen to some ASMR videos. Yeah. And take note. That's not an experiment, my, my dear. <laughs> yeah, you're really throwing around that word that we should have a little bit more respect for. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, these two men are going to literally put me in the file drawer. Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> we will not publish you. You're going to do some uh, correlational research. See how you feel and see what, what happens. This is not even correlational. Like. This is a case study. A little case study. Well, I was going to have all of us do that. Oh. However, let's. Okay, Eric, this is yes. a case study Ma'am. on yourself. Case study on yourself. Yes. Um, we're violating all sorts of psychology research rules yeah, right now. <laughs> but yeah, test it out. See what you like. Okay. And report, report back. back. Yeah, we want to hear. Okay. And if Sam keeps, you know, tell me if he, if, if you notice that he's developing any sort of... Connection. Connection, mm. basically. Dependency. Dependency. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll see. It's going to be ruining relationships across America. I don't... Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, And on that note, maybe you can take us out with a little ASMR voice. Uh, What should I say? All right. (laughs) Uh, Tell people to review us and whatnot. Thank you for listening to The File Drawer. Review and rate us on iTunes. Go Seahawks. What? Wait, what? Really go Seahawks? Yes. Russell Wilson graduated from NC State. So. Okay, fine. <gasps> yeah. We're not getting started with Emily on football. We're done.